those of you who have listened to me for a little while will know that I'm quite interested in the psychology of what goes on, both particularly with photography, but also psychology in, in general. I've always been interested in trying to understand what makes us tick as, as individuals, as well as what makes the world work. So I'm not limiting myself in any way there. <laughs> so I was actually um, looking at a TED talk uh, last night from uh, Brene Brown, who some of you may know. If you don't know her, um, she is a re- this kind of understates her, but she's a researcher and looking into human behaviour, particularly shame and um, that kind of aspect of human psychology. And very, she's a very good presenter, and that might sound a bit dry. In fact, her talk's very interesting. So uh, rather than make things worse by trying to describe what she does even more, I'll leave it there. But Brene Brown is definitely worth a look if you are, if, if certainly this subject um, resonates with you in any way. So first of all, connection, just looking at us as people, is sort of fundamental to us as individuals. It's something we all crave. Uh, pretty much all of us want to be liked, we want to fit in, uh, we, we don't want to be alone, we want to be with other people and that's pretty um, universal I think. Conversely, shame is the opposite of that, it's the fear of disconnection and this might not sound like it has much to do with photography but photography is a very powerful tool and if you think about the number of images we see every day, whether it's uh, still images or movies in whatever form, visually we're, we're getting constantly stimulated by different images and they're all a way of trying to make us connect with whatever the story, if you like, is about. So um, those of us who, or those of you perhaps who've listened to me talk about uh, visual storytelling, and that's my approach to photography, that storytelling is a way of connecting with other people and what we're connecting with is basically something we feel emotional about it might be we're excited about something we're angry about something uh, whatever it might be but you know when you've got um, a good connection with a photograph if I restrict the rest of this to photography uh, when you get an emotional response to it so part of this is to encourage you to share your photography and the reason I wanted to talk about this is that when I have got involved in mentoring people, one of the things that comes up most often is that people are afraid to share their photographs because they're worried that people won't like them. And th this is pretty universal. So, And it, it also, um, not so much now, but it definitely applied to me early on. I was always very worried about sharing because certainly a lot of the people I knew at the time uh, some of them I still know, uh, were very good at telling me what was wrong <laughs> with everything, but not very forthcoming when it came to telling me what they liked about it. So if I was trying to find out what people liked, I would often have to go in and ask them directly what they liked about it, which also was something that I felt quite uncomfortable about because it felt like it would come across as me trying to get praise for a particular photograph whereas in fact I really just wanted to understand what they liked about it so I could get some feedback. So the thing there's a couple of things I generally say to people about this is the first thing remember that photography is subjective so what I mean by that is that there's no absolute right and wrong yes a photo can be technically correct 
as incorrectly exposed, it can be in focus, all of the other things. But is that an image that someone's going to um, love and have an emotional connection with, or an emotional reaction with, so they'll connect with it? Well, it's, it's very easy to produce a photograph that is technically correct, but is absolutely nothing, you know, gets no reaction. And we probably see thousands of those um, each day, I would say, if you're flicking through social media, if you're looking at television, all of those things, it probably certainly in the hundreds. <laughs> so that's the first thing to remember. And conversely, you can have a photograph that is technically incorrect. So it, there might be too much movement in it. Things might be out of focus a little bit. It might be over or underexposed. But the image, what you've captured or what the photographer has captured there, is just really makes you stop and look at it. So remember, photography is an art form. And some people aren't very comfortable with being referred to as artists. They, photography sounds a bit more technical or being a photographer. But essentially, we are all artists in that we're creating images. And oftentimes, the reason we will take a photograph is because it's of something that's moved us. It might be um, a child in your family who's just doing something that makes you laugh or really touches your heart. Or it might be you're in a place you've never been to before and just looking around just blows you away. But there's an emotional connection and that often drives why we take a photograph of something. So in sharing that photograph, what it does, it gives the person looking at it the opportunity to also either have an emotional reaction themselves to what they're looking at. <laughs> and the caveat there is it might not be the same reaction you had, but hopefully it is. Hopefully if it's something you really love and you share it with people, they'll be amazed by it as well. And it's another way of sharing something of yourself. It's a way of connecting with other people. So I do recommend that you do share your work, whether it's just sitting down with friends and sharing an image or popping an image on social media somewhere. But don't worry about likes and dislikes or comments and all of those things because what it comes down to is that the comments people make Often that's about them. It's not about you. Uh, you've shared something. You might have written some text around it. You might not have done or you might have given some kind of explanation when you share it with other people or you might not have done. But what happens once you share that image, if you think of it as letting go of that image and letting it go public, how people react to it is completely their business and you've got absolutely no control over, over it. So... My suggestion to you is definitely share your work, but be prepared to just let it go. In that moment, you're making yourself vulnerable, which is also very important because it's through being vulnerable about something. Uh, that vulnerability allows us to grow as individuals. It allows us to grow as photographers because you can look at um, comments that come back and you can decide whether or not you agree with them, whether or not that person's made a fair point or not. But always make your own decision about those comments, about whether or not you let them in. So that's that's one aspect of it. And the other thing you're doing is giving people the opportunity to connect with you. And this becomes particularly important if it's something that's a passion for you. So with my own photography, one of the things I'm doing with that is trying to support, um, well, I'm, I'm supporting in a small way, a couple of projects I've been directly involved with. Uh, so that's EHRA, Elephant Human Relations Aid in Namibia, and Half Cut in uh, Sydney in Australia, uh, where they're buying up 
plots from the Daintree rainforest in Queensland and stopping any further development of those plots. So they're trying to stop that rainforest disappearing. And obviously, um, uh, as we all know, rainforest is still disappearing at a very alarming rate. It's an absolutely critical biosystem, uh, rainforest. We don't even know what's in there most of the time. So um, these are uh, projects that I feel passionate about. So my passion in my photography is, first of all, the animals. I love to um, see, catch pictures of animals, animal behavior. Uh, I also like to try and, I I do a lot of close-ups of animals because I like to try and give people the opportunity to connect with an animal in a way that they normally wouldn't. And, And one of the ways of doing that is to get in really close. So most of us wouldn't get particularly close to a lion or um, a tiger or something like that or an elephant in the wild for very good reasons that um, it can be quite dangerous. Uh, I'm not keen on zoos. I I think they serve a a function and these days most zoos are there to um, actually protect animals. So quite often they'll have breeding programs for endangered species, that sort of thing. But nonetheless, they... In putting them in in a zoo, you've taken an animal out of its natural environment. Um, unfortunately, it is the nature of or, or the situation we have today that they, in some cases it's the only way to keep those species alive. And um, even so, the gene pool that you end up with is quite limited because of the small number of animals. So I much prefer to see animals in their natural environment doing what they like to do. And in taking the photograph, what I'm doing is sharing my passion for both the animals and then a secondary thing uh, supporting conservation through these different projects. And one of the things that I've found, and I've spoken about this before, uh, definitely, whether or not you've heard it, is that I find Instagram very interesting because I share my work on Instagram, I also share it in um, a Graham Elliott Photography uh, page, I think it is. It's either a page or a group on Facebook. And I also share on LinkedIn and, and latterly I'd started putting stuff up on Mastodon uh, so I've, I've, I'm not on Twitter anymore but I, I put start, started to put stuff up on Mastodon but um, Instagram is very interesting because what I found is that pictures I absolutely love that um, uh, where I have a strong emotional connection with them if you like uh, <laughs> they quite often don't get very many likes whereas pictures that I I mean, I like them, they're fine, or else I wouldn't have taken them, and I certainly wouldn't be sharing them. But to me, they're a lot more ordinary. They tend to get a lot more likes. So going back to asking people for feedback and why they or what they think about a particular image and what they like about it, I find Instagram an interesting way of at least partially doing that because the people that I've attracted in my followers on Instagram, or at least the people who are engaging with what I'm posting, um, although they like the photographs, what they like is obviously a little bit different to what I like. So that I find quite interesting. And what kind of work does does all of this apply to? Well, pretty much everything. So I've been talking about animal photography, wildlife photography, which is something I'm passionate about. I love landscapes. I do shoot landscapes. I don't share them very often. Not for any particular reason, other than that I prefer to focus on the uh, promoting uh, my wildlife photography rather than sort of muddy the waters and start um, showing other things. 
But what I find about landscapes, one of the frustrations of photographing landscapes is that I'll stand somewhere and just be overawed by the, the majesty of um, a certain place and yet trying to, I, I still struggle to capture that in a photograph because what you can shoot is a tiny, tiny part of what you're looking at. If you're just standing, I remember standing on the, uh, overlooking the Rift Valley in um, in Kenya, in um, Africa, uh, first time I went to Africa in the late 80s. And I just thought there's absolutely no way I can capture this in a photograph, even if I was to do sort of multiple uh, frames and stitch them all together, which wasn't an option uh, back then, other than printing a lot of prints and then cutting them out and sticking them together, which really wasn't that practical. So that's another reason why I don't often share landscapes, but I, I, I do love to, I mean, I love sunrises, sunsets, astrophotography is great if you're able to go somewhere where you can see the night sky. The night sky is absolutely breathtaking, I think, and yet, and it's there every night, Some often above the clouds, depending on where you live, but it's there every night. And yet, many people have never seen the night sky because of the amount of light pollution we have, and absolutely we have to illuminate cities and towns for, for safety uh, and all of those reasons but it's great if you get the opportunity if you can go camping somewhere uh, where you're away from any artificial light and just see the night sky in, in its full glory. I was in um, Southern Ireland earlier this year I went to see um, a friend I hadn't seen for about 30 years actually and where he lives and and his wife down in Southern Ireland in the Republic of Ireland down in the south near sort of Cork, over to the west of Cork, they have these, um, I think they call them dark areas or, or dark um, parks, something like that. But they're, basically they're areas where there's no artificial lighting. I thought it was such a brilliant idea because if the uh, conditions are right, you can just drive over to these places and then take in the night sky. So obviously something else I get passionate about. But to bring this back, this is a, a slightly shorter podcast to... Um, what I normally do, but I really did feel that I wanted to share this. It is something I, I feel strongly about photography for many reasons. One is that I think it's great for us as individuals to have, if you're interested in photography, you're interested in taking pictures, then I think it's a great um, hobby, if you like, pastime to have, because that's great for our mental health, particularly these days when things are so uncertain. And I've already um, put up a, a podcast a few weeks ago about um, photography and mental health. So that aspect of it is something that I'm very interested in, I'm quite passionate about. And I think connecting is kind of an extension to that. If you um, share your photographs, share the stories, share the events or whatever's going on around you that's inspired you, given you an emotional reaction, if you, if you share that with other people, it's another opportunity for you to connect with other people, perhaps connect with people you would never otherwise have met, who who knows what impact they have on your life that you might have on their life. So I think it's very important to think about what you're doing as just sharing, as a way of connecting with other people. So do share your work in, in whatever way that is, whether it's Instagram, whether, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, or you do it in person. But do share your work and just be aware of any feelings you have of reluctance to share and what that is about. Because often it is about a fear of rejection. It's about a fear of not belonging. And yet 
sharing your work is a brilliant way of connecting with other people and feeling that you belong even more to that that group of people and as i've said before that vulnerability that you have to step into if that's something you go through that's another place where you grow not only as a photographer but also personally because you begin to um, certainly you're stepping through your fear where you're perhaps limited you're breaking a boundary which is always good i believe and you might find that it's not as bad as you thought you might find it's much much better than you thought you might find it's even a way of being um, more and more inspired and it will kind of um, move you on to uh, take more work experiment with your work share your experiments get different reactions different feedback and who knows where that will take you so that's pretty much all I wanted to share thank you for um, listening I hope that's been of interest hopefully uh, that's given you some ideas hopefully it's inspired you to share what you're doing or, or maybe um, a photography or a form of photography that you're not currently sharing and maybe um, that's worth doing because as I've said it might allow you to connect with a group of people that you otherwise wouldn't have done so that's it I, um, I'll speak to you again in the next podcast so bye for now just before I go, I want to let you know that there's a couple of ways you can support me if you feel so inclined. Uh, with the podcast, Buzzsprout, which is the um, the platform I use for all of my podcasts, they have a subscription model. So if you feel that you would like to subscribe, a few dollars, a few euros, whatever, um, to the podcast, that would be much appreciated. The other option is my Patreon membership. So if you'd like to become a patron, and that starts at the price of a cup of coffee every month, You'll get access to exclusive material, behind-the-scenes material, photography tips, all this kind of stuff, depending on which tier you're at. So there is information available through my website and um, also on the, uh, uh, the written text to go with this podcast. So if you choose either one, thank you so much in advance. And whether or not you do, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the podcast and let other people know about them. Thank you very much. Bye for now. 